complicity. Ever start putting up with things that you know that don't represent who and what you are. And then when you look at it, you think, how, how did that happen? Well, the answer is simple. It's something we call complicity. Complicity has to do with involvement or collaboration. Here's the thing. When we allow things to continue without objection, our silence acts as endorsement. And before we know it, we have involved ourselves through silent collaboration in our own discomfort. We've allowed an environment to dictate our perspective, whether it was family, friends or culture over time, whatever it was was not bad enough to make us want something different. So we sat idly by and let it continue. And before you knew it, there you were. You had become used to certain things even when you shouldn't have. It could be the way someone treats you or the lifestyle you live with, the pain of your childhood or any number of things. All you know is where you are is not where you want to be. But I've got good news. Your transformation is one choice away. There's a story in John chapter five about a man who was in a similar situation. Let's listen to his account. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. When we hear this man's story, we don't exactly know who or what brought him to the pool. We don't know if he drug himself there out of his own strength or what. We don't exactly know what kind of infirmity he had. But what we do know is that it left him incapacitated. More than likely, he, could have, he couldn't move around for bumping into other broken people at the pool. When we attach, listen, when we attach ourselves to people who are broken, it can't help but produce a broken outlook on life for us. This man, by circumstance, found himself in a place that offered healing, but no way to get to it. It was right there in front of him, but everybody else was so consumed with their own breakthrough that they didn't care or have time to help him get his. By default, he was being forced to live with something that he should have never gotten used to. You see, it's one thing to have an infirmity. It is another thing to live like it. But when we surround ourselves with people who won't push us in the direction of our potential, then we learn to live with things that we never should have gotten used to. The text says he had an infirmity that had tortured him for 38 years. Now, here's another point that we that we cannot answer. We don't know exactly how old this man was. The text says he suffered for 38 years, but that was just the beginning. He could have had a perfectly normal life before the suffering because later in the story, when he sees Jesus in the temple, he says to him, see, 
you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. The implication is that a possible sin brought on the suffering, which could suggest that something he had done brought on the infirmity in his life. If we take this line of thought from the text and are honest, some of the things that we have come to live with possibly, you know, were brought on by our own negligence. We were somehow with someone doing something that we had no business doing or some situation overtook us. And when it was over, everywhere we go is a reminder of the mistake or mistakes we've made. We don't know the exact rudiments or condition of this man's story, but what we do know is that Jesus passed by. What I find interesting about the text is that Jesus didn't wait for the man to ask for deliverance. He did not wait for the man to exhibit a measure of faith. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? And let the question create the climate for faith to come forth. It was evident by the fact that the man was at the pool, that by the fact that the man was at the pool, that he wanted to be healed. It was also evident that he believed if he could get in the water, he would be healed. But what was not evident was how he would get into the pool of water to be healed. Jesus took the man's hope in a pool of water and redirected it to living water. And that's how you change what you have grown used to. You redirect your hope. You redirect your expectations so that what you are hoping for will lift you out of what you have gotten used to. You have to connect to something or someone who will not take no for an answer. Someone who not only knows your condition, but has the power to change your circumstance. The man gave excuses about where he was, the condition he had, and his inability to change what was around him. But all Jesus wanted to know was, do you want to be made well? If a person is ever to turn a situation around or become something different than they are, they must hear the voice of Jesus as he spoke to this suffering indigent man. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. No one can make the choice for your overcoming moment but you. Enough has to be enough. When you hear the voice of Jesus say, rise, you get up from your complicity and walk into your new life. Because no matter the command the Lord gives, you have to walk it out yourself. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church, Indian Trail, Marshfield, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food.